But Maddo, what do you got? This is your thrown together uh, list because oh, Maddo was a last minute right. sub. He's he's picking one up for the team right here because Christine. We hope you feel better. She's feeling a little under the weather, so she was going to do this tonight. But Maddo jumped in. So what do you got for your list? All right, here's my whether it's numbered or not. Slipshod, uh, you know, thrown together mashup list. No particular order. Perfect. <laughs> let's just, let's, let's go just, crazy. Let's throw a dart and start somewhere. <laughs> uh, I figure I'll start at the bottom of my list because that's where, like, I started thinking, like, going back farther. Like, oh, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, first, actually, I'll start with honorable mentions because I did have some honorable, mm. honorable mentions. Uh, right. One of them is uh, Dark Souls 1. Yep. Okay. The original Dark Souls. Yep. I can't believe uh, that came out this decade. Holy I know, shit. It feels like yes. ages. <laughs> Which Jesus. is why I feel like I had to bring it up because it's like yeah. arguably one of, if not the most influential games of the decade. Yep. Like that's I, for sure. I don't even know if that's arguable. I feel like that's it almost is. fact. It's a fact. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's objective like, it's fact. Influenced, <laughs> it's influenced so many games. And it's like, it you know, literally influenced yeah, the Star Wars no, game. It's, <laughs> it's, liter- it's literally like it's become a, like, a descriptor. Yeah. It's like, yep. oh, it's the Dark Souls it's a genre. of racing games or whatever. Yeah, it's become For a sure. genre. So, like, like you, I feel like, because I've played Dark Souls, like, I've played Dark Souls. Th- I played Dark Souls 1 and I played Dark Souls 3. I only played Dark Souls 1 because my cousin, my cousin had it, and when we would hang out, you'd be like, dude, you got to play it. And I'd just be like, okay. And I would just get angry and frustrated, and he would laugh. <laughs> and that's that was my experience with Dark Souls 1. <laughs> And you'd be like, no, you're getting better. You're doing fine. And he'd be like, you're like, am I? And he'd be like, dude, I want to leave. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I played, like, I, I got Dark Souls 3 on the computer, and I played, like, a, I wouldn't even say a decent amount. Like, I started, like, I kind of resolved to be like, I'm going to I'm gonna play this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. And then, like, it just kind of wore me down. I was, like, doing good at first. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm getting into it. I'm understanding how, you know, the combat works, understanding how this and that works. But eventually it was just like, people kept invading me. And I was like, dude, I can barely kill like the, the regular enemies. Like, please <laughs> don't, don't do this. Like, it's just, and eventually it was just like, ah, you know, what? I'll take a break. I'll come back. And I haven't been back. So maybe so that gets <laughs> that's the Dark Souls one. Gets yeah, that's why it's mention. the honorable mention. Because like, to be honest, I'm not a fan of Dark Souls, <laughs> but you respect all. it. But I respect the hell out of it. I respect those who commit to it. I feel that. First on my list would be uh, Far Cry Three. Oh, all right, that's a good one. Yeah, because uh, I feel like I, I didn't play Far Cry Five. I played some of Far Cry Four, uh, but just based on like from what I have played and what I have seen. I just I think Far Cry Three's like just nailed it when it came to what is a Far Cry game, which is yeah. just like you're in an exotic setting, you're dealing with like whack jobs all over like you know crazy over the top characters. You've got it's always got that sort of like weirdo kind of cerebral thing going on. Like in Far Cry Three, you're like you're like characters basically going native the whole time. Yeah. It's like every time you like you kill more people and then like you get these tattoos and you start like having visions and shit and it's very hallucinate hallucinogenic. And I just love like the island setting. Yeah, and like Michael like, Mando. It's, just, it's made, just, yeah, like, crushes just like it. yeah, the characters are so good, like the villains are fantastic. Specifically, yeah, like Voss. Like I feel like it's still a shame, I feel like, that he wasn't the main villain. Because yeah. he was like he was made like he kind of is the main villain, but like you kill him like two-thirds of the way through the game and you're like you feel like it's over you feel like the game's done at that point and it's like no you still have like a whole nother area to go to and you have to fight this guy and you're like ah, whatever so it's like yeah. you feel like you're done at that point he's <laughs> definitely he was like the primary antagonist and then yeah. if you then you get this kind of like 11th hour guy you gotta beat and it's like i'm the real bad guy it's like yeah you're not as good i'll get to you <laughs> i'll get to you later <laughs> but yeah, I love the setting. I love like, you know, the it was like one of those games where it's like, okay, you could be stealthy or you could just be like a wacko berserker, run in, shoot everything. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. And like you could like build your skills based on that, even though I think eventually you could just unlock all your skills. So it didn't really matter when you 
put into. Yeah, like, Far Cry was always yeah, like that. Because it, it's it the same thing with, like, 5, 4, and New Dawn. Like, you could yeah, eventually like, just max out all yeah, you of could it. Just, and then you just play however the hell you want to play. Yeah. But, like, again, no problem with that. I like, I've always enjoyed freedom in games. I like variety. I like being able to play however I want to do. Like, um, and, like, you know, with some of the later Far Cry games, like, they added more stuff. Like, I know, like, in there was a big thing about having like the animals although like yeah that wasn't fun. dude yeah, the like, animals you, are like, crazy the animal, which is like it's cool but i don't like you could also do the arena There's... where like you would have to fight just waves of animals but no matter what like you could take on bears and tigers but yeah. the mother fucking honey badgers would murder you every time I remember yeah. I was I was this close to 100%ing that game, and the only reason I didn't is because I needed to get to rank 10 in the arena, and it takes forever to rank up in the arena, and I was like, I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> I'm not going to play the arena. <laughs> so it was like, I, I finished with like 99.3% done. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and this was like, just when it came to like feeling like a badass, this game really, like, knocked it out of the park i feel like because you does a good job yeah you have like these because you have like the certain moves where it's like you unlock like certain stealth kills or certain like action kills where basically like you sneak up behind a guy you know you stab him with the machete then you take out like a throwing knife and you throw it at another guy and then like you one where you you take him and you hold him like hostage and then you take a gun out and you shoot the other guys or pull a pin on a grenade and push him into a crowd of people it's like that was so like i really hadn't seen like before that yeah, like that level of like interactivity, like it's almost like cinematic levels of action. It's, it's like, kind of crazy was, yeah. how much better it was compared to two. Like they yes. they they added so many things from two to three. Yeah, it's kind of like the Assassin's Creed two of like that. Yeah, sort yeah. of series. Yeah, there's where it's Ubisoft. Like, yeah, it's like yeah again. Yeah, you know that's the, they you know they take a while to get that's going. That's what they but do. Then, like, yeah. they, they figure it out. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, they have a game or two and you're like, I see what they're doing, you know. It's, yeah. It's almost almost there. And then they finally release that version where it's like, ah. Right, yeah. This was what we want. Classic UB. Yeah, and then you release a couple forgettable things after that. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and we all wonder when Skull and yeah. Bones is coming out. Yep. That's how it all goes. Yep. Oh, I think that I feel like they're reworking that into a straight up pirate game. Like they were like, all right. Oh yeah, it's out. gonna be completely different. <laughs> they're like, oh man, you know, it's not the Sea of Thieves thing we thought it was. Let's just <laughs> right? redo it. Let's just they're redo like, it. Oh god, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> what's, right. what's your next one? So, so my next one is Borderlands Two. Oh, oh, yeah. all right. Uh, yeah, I wish that's like, the one I've played. <laughs> yes, I wish. Yeah, you know, this is one of those ones where I wish Christine here because this is probably her number one of all time. Okay, uh, and it's definitely and like yeah, it's definitely up there for me. Uh, because like she actually is the one that got me into it because she had played it with her friends and she's like this is one of my favorite games ever like and she bought it for me and was like I want you to play this with me and it's it really is like it's the definitive loot shooter yeah like I feel like even like Borderlands 3 I haven't played Borderlands 3 like um, and I know like it's supposed to be like very good Christine likes it a lot but I feel like when it comes to like being a pure just chaotic loot shooter type game like this is this is the game that sets the standard like to this yeah game. and it's yeah. like when you have a villain like they had in two yeah and yeah that's exactly tough. yeah <laughs> that's that's the thing because like it isn't just like the gameplay of like you know and there's still the whole looting thing where like every there's like i forget what the number was but it's like there's like hundreds of thousands of like unique weapon like yeah gener that are just randomly generated that you can find and it so it's like every person like most of it's garbage obviously <laughs> but just the fact that you have this like plethora oh, yeah. of shit to just use when from, i played like, i just kept pulling up like pistols like that's what i kept getting i was like yeah. all right i just want like an assault rifle like yeah. just get... <laughs> like, stop with the pistols <laughs> but yeah and then the world's awesome like the story's awesome the characters are like so memorable especially tiny like, tina hand, hand, yeah especially yeah tiny tina like handsome jack is like you know still one of the best villains yes 100 percent. uh yeah and yeah and then like even the dlcs are fantastic like the um what was what was the dungeons and dragons oh christine's gonna be so mad the dungeons and dragons <laughs> what uh tiny tiny tina's, tina's... something side dungeon dungeon <laughs> 
dragon happy <laughs> fun time assault on dragon wait no assault on dragon is it, keep is that it is that what it's called uh, yes it is yeah yeah, yeah. Assault on dragon's keep yeah okay team effort <laughs> there we go we got it good job team yes one of the, <laughs> that's one of the best dlcs of all time it's like literally another game like bolted onto that game which, i love you know, that when they give you what like a dlc a, a should be yeah <laughs> if we're being fair but like you know that's something that's few and far between nowadays that was one of the cool things, because, like, with, with Far Cry 5, I didn't really like how that story wound up, but they, they did a DLC package, and, like, there were three completely different DLCs. One of them was, like, you were transported to, like, Vietnam, and it was, like, Far Cry in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Another one was, like, an alien was, one. Like, so, like, yeah. they, I, I like when games do that, when they're like, let's just switch some shit up. <laughs> yeah, like, that was, again, I forgot to mention this with Far Cry 3, but uh, the Far Cry 3 DLC, uh, was it Blood Dragon? Yes. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite DLCs of all time because they're just like, all right, we don't really want to make, we don't see a need to like expand the story anymore. We kind of wrapped it up. Let's just do something totally off the rails. That was so cool. Let's make it like an '80s like, uh, oh, yeah. you know, action movie, just uh, you know, homage where every single thing in the game is just like some sort of parody of something from the '80s. Like every weapon is like something for, like that. Uh, you know, character you like some someone used from an 80s movie you're like well oh, it's the it's the gun from robo robocop you know just lots like, of roundhouse kicks you know there's a minigun it's called old painless you know from predator it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then just like all like the main character's voiced by uh michael bean from the term yeah. from terminator it's just like <laughs> kyle so reese what a yeah, throwback kyle, i know so many throwbacks but it's like I like that. Oh, I like it when like they just don't kind of do like a shoe in like okay, and this is what the hero did next. Some boring journey that didn't yeah. really matter after the main story. <laughs> yeah, even though that that actually was in Borderlands in Borderlands Two, like the Dungeons and Dragons DLC was actually like story related, but it just takes place in like the mind of Tiny yeah. Tina, mm -hmm. where it's like it's all it's like this fantasy sort of setting but it is actually supposed to be happening in real life. They're just playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I'll move on to my next one. I would also put this as the most underrated game of the decade. It's uh, Titanfall 2. Oh. All right. I actually have yeah. finally got this on my PS4. Again, mm -hmm. thanks to PS Plus, the gift oh. that keeps giving. <laughs> so I will eventually have played it. <laughs> yes. You know, have fun with the two people on, you know, multiplayer. That's <laughs> <laughs> still playing it. <laughs> aren't, aren't just, aren't just playing apex legends now so <laughs> yeah no i'm just i'm yeah. literally just gonna play it for the campaign and then delete it <laughs> that's <laughs> beat and delete it's, that's it what really, that is it's a genuine shame how this game got like so shafted because it's fantastic didn't they put it's it like out alongside the... like a call of duty and battlefield 5 or something it was like all of the uh oh what it came out oh, what was it it was uh i think it came out 2016 i think it was the in space call of duty maybe and the newest Battlefield, all three of them came out like the it did same come along. It came out along. Was it a Battlefield One? Was it? I think oh it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Battle, Battlefield One, and yeah, there may have been like Call of Duty World War Two or something. Is that yeah. did that come out around that time? Um, it was either the Call of Duty World War Two or like Maria was saying, it was that Call of Duty the one in with space John Snow. <laughs> with the yeah, yeah <laughs> John Snow and Kevin Spacey yeah. doing oh. weird stuff together. I think that was a. I, they like blend together. These, they these do. Call of Duty. The, like, yeah, that, I mean during that period, they just like they're not really that great. Straight up, just like future shoot man. <laughs> yeah, you wear all. It, yeah, it's got tough. Space like jump boots. Because I know Titanfall 1 was a big hit because it was like an Xbox One exclusive. It might have been the only Xbox One exclusive now that I think about it, but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Xbox One has no fucking games. Uh, so yeah. Came and went. <laughs> with Titanfall 2 coming out, but it went it went cross-platform. But again, mm. like they're going up against established franchises. Yeah, it's like, that was the problem. You're yeah. doomed. And I don't think their like customer base had been established. Yeah, you know, like They had like some people who played Titanfall were like, oh, I see the potential. This is cool. But, like, when it came, like, push came to shove and it was, like, going up against these other games, like, they, it just wasn't there. Right. And, you know, EA was just like, hey, 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 now we can just absorb them like we do with <laughs> all our other fucking companies that, like, <laughs> we just forced to sh throw out a game and fails miserably. Luckily, they realized Vince and Paula is, like, a genius. So they're like, here, you can oversee all of the shooters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but just also, it's like, yeah, the multi, like, you know, the multiplayer is, is 
great, but I feel like what does it for me is like the single player campaign. It's the best shooter single player campaign of I, I would say of the decade. It's so wow. good, and it's like honestly, I had no. It, it doesn't have like it had no reason to be that good because I feel like that's the problem with like shooters nowadays. Like every time a campaign feels like tacked on, where it's like yeah. oh, you know here you I go feel that. play do a couple missions, and uh, okay you be yeah okay play multiplayer. Who cares? It's like it's always attacked on like you know five hour sort of hallway shooter sort of thing where you just kind of walk yeah. down the corridor and you kill the people and then yeah and then the game ends and it's like thanks for playing <laughs> uh, so this one actually felt like it was this is like built with a campaign in mind with like it, yeah it, it was like made like the campaign was actually made to be like okay this isn't just stuff you do in multiplayer there was like level right. de- like there was the level design like they made levels for you to like that were different like from one level to the next, it was like, oh, yeah. it was this level. Wasn't that interesting when they made you do that? And like, I'll just, like, there's one level where you're in like a, it's like a construction facility, and like the level is literally being built around you. Like as you go through, like you go into this area, and it's like there's houses like coming down. They're being built, and then it's like the the area you're on will like turn over. So now you have to like run through the houses on like while they're sideways, and there's another like level where. There's like all these big vents that like, uh, they like turn on and they like shoot you, and you have to use this gun to kind of like turn them off and on, depending on like how far that you wanted to, you know, you want to go or whatnot. And like that, the whole level is just like that, where it's like it's all about like using this mobility mechanic that they just threw in for this one level to kind of get through it. Yeah. And then there's the time travel level, which is unbelievable. And like should have been a game on its own where it's like you it's literally two levels side by side where you use this like a little time travel and we've talked about it before i know we've definitely talked about this before yeah but i can't get over how like how good this level is it's so good yeah i remember we talked when we did the level design one (laughs) like it literally blew like this is like i think like this is the level that like made this this makes it game of the decade for me it's, it's literally yeah. this level because so this is right here so this yeah. is time is this tight is Titanfall to your game of the decade is that what you're saying no it's <laughs> no. like whoa no no it's that's what like it, it brings it up there like it's definitely yeah it's one of those things where you just like they just need to make the game like they just need right. to make a game like this where it's like you literally have this device that like takes you from one timeline to the other so it's like you're in the you're in the present day where like the facilities run down. These kind of like these broken mechs running around, and there's like some wildlife that's also over in the area. And I'll then like you f- just flick a switch, and immediately like zero delay, you're in a completely different level. It's that same place, but it's like in the past, and like everything's shiny, everything's new, everything looks good. And there's like soldiers standing around, and they'll like react to you doing that. They'll be like, you'll go back, and they'll be like, what the hell? Like wh- where did you come from? And then you'll you'll immediately go back. And it'll be bit, like in the other area, and you can do really cool shit because it's like there's platforms that don't exist in the current time, but do in the present time. So you yeah. have to like jump, switch, hit the platform, jump again, switch back to the other present day, go through the door that's now open when it was like closed in the other. Like I, can I feel just, like I can just the, talk uh, about this level. Like, honestly, that feels like pretty much the entire game structure of the messenger. Like once you figure out yeah. what the messenger is all about, it's like right. switching oh, between yeah. timelines, like all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought of yeah. I actually that's pretty cool. That's really cool. But so Titanfall is up there. I, I I am looking forward to playing that. Like I was happy that I finally got it. <laughs> just for for the yeah single player alone, it's one hundred percent worth it. We already talked about it. I'll talk about it a little bit. It's the Elder Scrolls Fire Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim, it <laughs> exists. Well. Yep, this is yet yeah, it, it exists, people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, this is like I think the first because I wasn't into RPGs I, for a long time. Yeah, like I just I wasn't into them. I feel like for like before pre Skyrim, and then I played like a little bit at what like my friend's house. He was like I think he was away, and I was just kind of started playing it. Just like I made a character. And I was just playing, and I just, just found myself, like, kind of, oh, like, okay, now here's my guy. Oh, oh, I run through this area. Now it's just like, oh, I can just, I'll just go to this village. I'll talk to this guy. I'll do this. Oh, you sent me on a quest. Okay, I'm going to go here. And then, like, I just kept getting more <laughs> and more and sucked into it. And then eventually, like, oh, I, I, I can't believe I hadn't, like, 
experienced this before. Yeah. So that was like my first foray into like open world RPG. You know, do what you want. Make your character Same. what you want. Yeah. Do, do whatever the hell you want. Go Stormcloaks, go Imperial. Although I don't know why you would go Stormcloaks. Uh, well, you know, they, they got, make I've it seem short. like the Stormcloaks storm are close. really nice. Like, at the gone. beginning of the game, they make it <laughs> they seem do. like the Imperials are the bad guys, but the Stormcloaks are, like, racist motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. I have so... gone Stormcloaks, but, like, as an elf, which is hilarious, because they're just kind of like, ah, thank you for your assistance, Dragonborn. And then they'll immediately, like, go on a rant about, like, the damn elves! Are yeah. <laughs> it's like, Dude, what? They, uh, they hate orcs, too, and I would always make an orc, and, yeah. uh, like, you would do the same Everyone thing, and all of a sudden, orcs, you'd go, you'd, like, run into somebody that's like, no room for your kind, orc! And I'm like, whoa! Hey! It's like, I just <laughs> took down a dragon! <laughs> you nah, piece of the shit! The guards will take credit for it. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee once. <laughs> oh my god. And it's just, like, I know it's been memed the hell out of, too. Oh, yeah. Still a great it, game. It, <laughs> but, like, and obviously, you know, in some ways, it hasn't aged the best, but... At the same like, time, though, same it's, time, like, like aged you go perfectly. Back, yeah. yeah, I know. It's weird. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just a weird, like, when you think about it, it's, like, especially at that time, it's, like, nothing really compared. Yeah. I oh, guess yeah. Like, maybe, maybe another Elder Scrolls or maybe, like, you know... Oblivion in Morrowind probably. Oh, of so yeah. many people be like, Oblivion's yeah. actually better. Like, great. I know. Awesome. The problem is, like, cool. if you go back and play Skyrim, like, it's a little, but, like, you can get into it. You go back and play, like, Morrowind, it's oh. almost unplayable. Like, yeah. I know there's some people who are like, Dad, no, it's definitely a superior game. It's just like, it is old. Yeah. Like, it's I'm like, sorry. We're advanced old. now, right? <laughs> it is an old game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I won't go too much more into it, but yep, Skyrim, it's up there. We all and the know. game that never stops getting released. <laughs> can't wait till it comes out on the PS5. Yeah, I can't wait till it's my uh, in games of the <laughs> next decade. <laughs> like I swear to God, you know what's gonna happen is when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, a pre-order bonus will be like an Elder Scrolls Five copy on PS5. Like that is what's yes. gonna happen. I guarantee it. <laughs> and then no one will play Elder Scrolls Six. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I wonder what this looks like on the new generation. <laughs> oh, the same. <laughs> uh, all right. So I got, where, where am I next? Let's see. So my next one is Deus Ex Human Revolution. Wow. Okay. Everyone's played that. Yeah. This one's this is a low-key one. I've been told but, uh, a lot of times to play that. Is that the newest of, of, of my love of yeah. stealth games. Yes. I love this game. Yeah. I love the gameplay. I love the the setting. The story isn't spectacular. It's kind of a Blade Runner sort of thing, where it's like the story's not like too interesting, but it's like the world it makes is so cool. Yeah, and like the world building is done so well, and the sort of like design of everything is so well thought out and like executed. And it's like, you know, I'm a sucker for cyberpunk. I guess you know. Obviously. Wow. We're all, we're all, we're all getting wow. it. Oh, yeah. We're all going to be suckers for it <laughs> come all, April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, looking very much forward to that. Yeah. No, I have, because um, I have, I think I have Human Revolution on PS4 through PS Plus, but I have Mankind Divided on PS3 through PS Plus. Mm. But I really just hate playing my PS3 because, like, it's so old and crappy. So, like, that's what's kind of slowing me down because Kate, rest in peace since she left the podcast she's dead <laughs> but she's been telling me to play these deus ex games forever because I, obviously i love metal gear and so she's like yeah it's a stealth game be right up your alley but it's like i can't go back to ps3 <laughs> yeah, it is very metal gear-esque yeah I yeah mean, just, i got it you know it's probably super cheap honestly on, yeah uh, i'll have to check to see if yeah. i can get i got it. it in like a humble bundle i think Ooh, all right that's the only reason like i started playing it because we'll i keep an eye like, out five bucks and like 10 other games or whatever was in it nice uh, but um yeah it's like you could probably get super cheap but yeah uh it's also another one of those games where it's like you know you can cater all your loadout and your abilities cater to your play style you could do non-lethal where you kind of just use tasers and you sneak up behind guys and like suplex them even though like <laughs> straight away won't won't hear you smashing them through like a table or something <laughs> yeah just but like just my kind of stealth game <laughs> yeah and it kind of like affects like you know it's 
the ultimate ending of the game. Like, yeah. It affects, like, if you're, like, more bloodthirsty and you just, like, mow guys down or if you decide to, like, spare people. And, like, there's, like, it's also, like, has the RPG elements where, like, you can, like, convince certain characters to be, like, to, like, you don't have to kill them. Like, you, there's a hostage situation very early in the game. And you can just straight up just shoot the guy, save the hostage, or you can, like, talk him down. And then later on, you meet that guy and he kind of, like, does something for you. Or could so, you could you pull a Keanu Reeves from Speed and shoot the hostage? <laughs> you, I think you can. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. Now I'm I think in. That's an option where it's like you just don't give a fuck about the hostage. What do you do? <laughs> you shoot the hostage. Yeah. And then like the person. Great like, movie, husband. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like the person's husband like hates you or something if you do that. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Like, you murdered my wife. He'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool details like that. Cool I like setting, that. Cool gameplay. Uh, you know, I won't go too much more because we're kind of, you know, it's just, I've, I've already dabbled too long in the previous games. But yeah, awesome <laughs> game. I think it's uh, another one of those more underrated titles, I think, of the decade. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Honestly, it doesn't get talked about that much. Mm-mm. Yeah, you don't hear about it too much. But I think, you know, I feel like Cy- with Cyberpunk coming out, like it's definitely had its effect maybe more sub like subliminally than anything else yeah because cyberpunk definitely has a lot of sort of that that feel to it because also like it's taking pages from the original deus ex which came out like a long time ago and yeah it's another one of those games that's like obviously it's very impressive for the time and it's like very important and like what it's done but you go back and play it and it's like oh <laughs> very old <laughs> but uh yeah so that brings me to my next one, uh, Portal Two. I figured you would have yeah, that this came one out, on here for that sure. Just squeaked it. I, that just squeaked in. I think. I, I feel like that needs no introduction. Everyone knows a Portal. It's is. just so addicting. It's so addicting. It's it's. I love not just like you know like the puzzle aspect of it, which was like mind blowing for the time. Like so, like it's such a simple idea. It's yep. such a, like the whole game is super simple. Like you, it's like two buttons. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's literally it's a two button game. You could play it with like a a, a NES controller. Oh, like imagine that'd be crazy. It's so simple. Like you have a orange portal and a blue portal. Yeah. And you can and they end up doing so much with that. Like yeah. they do like more with this one single gameplay element that like other games do with like a entire you know skill set and skill trees of abilities yeah and, and then you just, couple yeah. that with an amazing antagonist in gladys yeah, am- like yeah, am- yeah amazing antagonist amazing just like because it's not really a story but just the fact that how everything is implied through yeah. like the level design where you like you see the ruins of like the old facility and then just like the voiceover like jk simmons with the cave johnson <laughs> like one of the best one of the probably best background video game characters ever <laughs> it's just it's just a voiceover from like old recordings that you hear but it's such like an iconic character and just like any you know anything jk simmons does is just gold. i do love jk yeah. simmons as, as soon as he touches it <laughs> shout out j jonah jameson <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i forgot he was uh, j jonah jameson all right so i'm gonna go to my next one it's red the red dead redemption the original Nice. When did that come out? Oh, gee, that was 2010. Just squeaked wow. in. Wow. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. wow. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I kind of missed the, the boat on Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, obviously, I could always I could always get in and play it. But oh, I yes, you can. To it. Yeah. But, like, I don't, you know, I need, you know, a year of nothing to do. So I it's can so good. get sucked into it. <laughs> But I feel like it all gets traced back to this game, which I think yep. is still Rockstar's. It's Rockstar's masterpiece. Yep. I think this is the yeah. best game they've ever made. This is this is what it's set the them apart well because realized of anything they've ever made. Yeah, because Grand Theft Auto Four, it's not that great of a game. The story sucks. It's not a very. There's not much to do in the open world. So like Red Dead Redemption was like Rockstar, like here. Here's a story in an actual open yeah. world where you can go like around and do shit. Incredibly good story. Like, oh man, it's so, so good. good. Love John Marston. Love him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and just like the wet, like just the feel of everything, the atmosphere, the sort of like western, sort of like the yeah. music, 
the like ambiance the like anytime you just you're just riding your horse and you see the sunset and like a little tumbleweed blows by you're like this yeah. is sick this is so good yeah well, hunting like, I, 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 yeah I've got hunting a yeah oh <laughs> i would spend hours just hunting yeah. <laughs> loved it yeah red dead oh yeah. my god oh that was one of those games that was like that was one of the first games i really committed to a hundred percenting because wow. I really didn't that never I never cared about that before, but this one I was like, I can't stop playing it and then I got to the point where I was like, I'm like eighty percent, I might as well just finish this off and I just did everything I could to hundred percent it and it was fantastic. Surprisingly though, I still have never played the Undead Nightmare DLC. I have it, I just yeah. have never played it. <laughs> I didn't get around to that, but I've also like, you know, I've looked and it's regarded as one of the best yeah, DLCs. I've ever. heard it's like ten yeah. out of ten. Yeah. DLC. Exactly. I'll, I'll get well, to that. You know, back when DLCs were substantive. Worth it. Worth it. I totally <laughs> forgot figure. about that one because I forgot it came out in 2010. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you had that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so another 2010 entry. Ooh. Mass Effect 2. Wow. Is that... Another game series I need to play. That is 2010. I'm waiting for the remastered series. It's coming. I know it is. I, I feel it, it has to, eyes. right? It has to. You know? It's, Bam! I mean, don't put it past EA to make horrible nonsense decisions. It's true, <laughs> but it's true. but also don't put it past them to like not do something that would make it's them like free money dollars. It would yeah. it's just yeah. it's like printing money. Yeah. They might. I think they're like you know kind of edging us. They're like, oh, we know you want it. We know you want it. Oh, are we working on it? We don't know. You might not be. Hmm. I really think it'll be <laughs> like E3 there, this there year. There definitely are, and they're just gonna like drop and be like, oh, well, you look. know, because um, because Blue Point Games they make a lot of remasters. They've been, working and they've on a been really one. quiet. Yeah, they've said they've been working on something and haven't told us what they're working on. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's that. Yeah, it'll it'll come eventually. I it definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mass Effect Two, the strongest by far of the trilogy where it like meets you in the middle where the gameplay is like a massive step upwards from one which like god bless one i love it to death but again like with so many of these other games you try to go back and play you have this like this image in your mind and then you go back and play it and you're like no oh it doesn't quite match yeah. up <laughs> it oh yeah that's what like that's one of the reasons we need that like a remaster yeah. where it's like just get mass effect one that little bit of you know modern sheen to make it a little more palatable because like yeah. as is it's just like oh it's that's why like i always like wax poetic about like uh socom and i'm obviously looking at that through rose colored glasses because like if i were to play SOCOM 3 on PS2 right now. I'd be like, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> I think I only played SOCOM on PSP. It's so... Oh my so goodness. Oh, rough. you're missing out. You you missed out. Yeah, <laughs> that's did. terrible. Oh my god. You missed out on all the good SOCOM stuff then. <laughs> oh. PS2 SOCOM was the shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mass Effect 2 coming out on after Mass Effect 1, it gets this new... It's it's more of a shooter now, not quite as RPG-ish as the previous game, but, like, I think that worked in its favor. Like, it still yeah. had plenty of RPG elements to fall back on. Uh, not to mention, like, the Mass Effect. Like, the story continuing is this... Like, I think it has the strongest story, despite being the middle entry. Middle entries usually don't have the strongest story, you know, but sometimes they do. It's like the Empire Strikes Back of the uh, Mass Effect trilogy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, so good. Uh, you know, Mass Effect 3 kind of had, it went too far into the action sort of shooter, you know, landscape and kind of lost a lot of those RPG elements, which, like, yeah. were on full blast in 2 and 1, where, like, oh, choices you made in 1 were now showing up in 2. Those choices you made in 2, like, they show up in the beginning of 3, and then they kind of just don't matter at all. Yeah. The last half of the game. <laughs> it's just like... But, yeah, again, this is, like, this might be my, I don't know if my number one of all time, but, like, this is the game I was, like, aching to play. Yeah. I would be, like, it would be, I'd be going to bed, I would wake up and just kind of be, like, I can't really sleep. And then I'd just start <laughs> playing. i just, like, I would, like, have, like, these subconscious, like, flashes where I'd be, like, I gotta play Mass Effect 2. <laughs> or I'd be driving, and I'd be, like, I gotta get home so I could play Mass Effect 2. Like, I was so invested in everything with the, like, all the characters, all the story, everything. 
was just like, I gotta, I, 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 want, I gotta go hang out with Garrus. <laughs> I gotta do his loyalty <laughs> mission. And now, one of my more recent entries. The next two are more recent entries. And my first is Return of the Oberdin. Oh, oh uh, my yeah. God, yes. We talked a lot about that one. That's That's mm-hmm. been one of your favorites all year. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best, like, detective sort of exper- mystery experiences. Like, if you're into that sort of, like, that type of puzzle solving game where it's like involves sort of like investigation, deductive reasoning and all, and sort of just like paying attention to tiny details and having like, and suddenly having like the whole big picture come together. Like that, that was, cause I, again, this is like kind of the Skyrim thing for me where like, I wasn't into like those kind of games. I wasn't into like sort of like investigations kind of yeah. felt like, you know, blah, whatever kind of felt like dry to me. But then I played this and I was like, like after I just I beat it in like two days because I could not stop. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I was just like, okay, I got it because I would get on a roll. Like I would like have like all this information in my head and be like, okay, so like these two guys weren't there when this guy died, but this guy had like he has the shoes that it's because you have to figure out who the characters are, who everyone on the ship is, and how they died, and if they died, like who killed them, who was like responsible, and just determine the fate of everyone on the ship. And, like, just, like, the, the tiniest little details that you realize will, like, unravel, like, the whole thing. Yep. Like, oh, this person was wearing these shoes. And then, you re- like, you look later and you see them, like, under, like, they're laying under a cot. And the cot has, like, a little number. Like, I don't want to give out too many, like, things because, like, if anyone's going to play it, like, they might look yeah. for this now. Oh, I see. yeah, that's I still on my list of yeah. games I yeah. need to play. That's the thing. Like, that will ruin it. Do not do not a guide. Do not look up a walkthrough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Never. Do not use a guide. And there's nothing more satisfying than uh, yeah. when you start chaining your discoveries, too. When it's like you figure out one piece of the exactly. puzzle and you're like, oh, my God. And everything clicks. Yeah. And then it's like yeah, A to Z. And it's just yeah. so that, satisfying. That's why I did it in two days. Yeah. Because it kept happening. I'd be like, I'd feel like I was stuck and just be like, mm, you know, let's just go back to this memory. Yep. And then like yeah, and then you go, oh my god, it's this guy, and then you do this, yeah. and then like you know who that guy is, so which may let you know who this guy is, and just you just keep going, and going, and going, and then it's ugh. so cool, so good, it's so good. I think it's on Switch. I played it on um my laptop. Oh yeah, it's on all of it now. Switch. Yeah, <laughs> that actually would be a great Switch game because like that's one of those ones I could just like lay back in bed. And just, yes, like, exactly. Because yep. you just gotta like relax and just kind of like yes, get your mind into it. It's really <laughs> perfect. <good. laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a point and click, and then I didn't put it on my list, but I should have. But Disco Elysium, it they, it yeah, I I was just gonna say I'm playing that. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, they kind of that's. So is that is that your I, next I vibes. one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that sort of detective vibes. It's very different in that it's less about. I feel like it's less about solving the case in Disco Elysium, and more about just like developing this train wreck of a character yeah <laughs> that you, it's just like unbelievable you could straight up just not just you don't give a shit about the case at all you could just you could just go out and just be a degenerate like awful asshole <laughs> it's just, yeah and not do anything it does such an interesting thing with skill points where it informs the thoughts your character has and then that then informs the no. decisions oh, you can it's so it's so good it's yeah. so good I should have put it on my list. Yeah, I've Whatever. never seen honorable I, I've really never seen anything like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played enough to like because I wish I had played it earlier in the year. Me too. Like it was on my list for a while, but like now I'm so into yeah. it. The next one, if you know anyone who's been paying attention hasn't figured it out by now, is Outer Wilds. There it is. My my game of the year for 2019. <laughs> <There it is>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just it's easy. It's the most unique game of it the decade. There's literally nothing, nothing like it. Like I cannot think of a, a single other game that it's like yeah. really attempted to do what it does, like or as many things as it does, where it's like it's an exploration game, but it's also like a detective game where you're kind of trying to figure out certain things, but it's also like a sort of space sim where you're just you know flying your ship and you're trying to figure out how to get your ship onto like this you know into this area of a planet or something that's inaccessible. And it's also just like a sort of very relaxing, almost like a meditation type game where you're just like, I'm just going to go to this planet and roast marshmallows with this dude. And we're going to play like chill banjo music. And just think about like the end of the universe. 
it gets like super like deep and meta like later on yeah and again like one of my favorite endings in any video game just because of how like bittersweet and like how everything you've done sort of just like culminates there and it's it's just it's gorgeous that's another one that's on the the 2019 backlog it's like that oberdin control and uh uh, plague tale innocence (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i actually yeah yeah. just snagged that one so (laughs) (laughs) a plague tale yeah yeah, it was on sale on amazon for like 20 bucks i just finished it It was only like maybe 10 hours that's pretty good yeah that's what i'm looking for (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that one and control are both manageable because control is not a long one either so i'm looking forward to playing through both of those but yeah another game i recommend you do not use a guide for yeah Yeah, that's what i know you've been pretty firm in that belief whenever we bring up the utter wilds so like that's good to know is that just just live it and don't try to look into anything further just like experience it yourself Mm. like it's all there everything's there you just kind of gotta Take your time. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Those are my games that's it. Of the Those decade. are your games of the decade. All right. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'm go through my list. Seven hours. I'm <laughs> no, that's a very solid I'll go through list. my list. And so I already have a few that have been said, so I'll just name them now. So Skyrim, GTA 5, The Last of Us. Those have all been talked mm-hmm. about. All okay. great games. <laughs> so now Mario Odyssey. Yeah. I have to throw this one on there because uh, yeah. I bought this when I bought my Switch as well. And when I wasn't really having a great time in Breath of the Wild, I ended up having an absolute blast with Mario Odyssey. (laughs) Like, I fucking love this game. It was honestly, like, the first time I really enjoyed a Mario game since I was maybe, like, four or five years old, you know? So it was kind of like a throwback to an older time when I was, like, first getting into gaming. So there's, like, the nostalgia aspect. But it was also just, like, a really enjoyable Mario game. Like, I thought... The characters were fun, and obviously it's, like, the same characters we always see, but I also enjoyed how there was minimal Luigi. It's like, you know what? I don't really want to deal with oh, Luigi. Come on. I, I want, I want a Mario oh. story. Um, I still think Princess Peach is kind of a bitch. Luigi, but, uh, man. She don't need a man. You know, Mario, Mario goes through all this work, and she's like, I'm going to go, bye! <laughs> what a vacation. <laughs> like, she, she doesn't even, like, give him a tip <laughs> for saving him from the crazy turtle man. Whatever. Anywho. Mario Odyssey, I think it's just a great time because, like, the way I look at it, it's just, like, a pure delight. Like, there was never a time when I was playing that game that I was ever, like, frustrated or upset. It was just a joy from start to finish. Um, I think it's a good way to rope people into the Switch because, naturally, you had a big Zelda game, but you also have big Mario games. Those are two of your biggest flagship franchises. So it gets people to start buying the Switch, not only, like, older people like me who liked those games growing up, but now you get younger people into those Um, types of characters as well so mario odyssey stands out to me always i uh i ended up making like a list of 11 because i literally couldn't narrow it down to 10 (laughs) so because i had to include spider-man like i was thinking so hard like how i could have this list without marvel spider-man but i couldn't because honestly not only is it the best superhero game i played it's quite literally one of the best like open world type of games i've played so obviously it's more like a far cry style open world where it's like that checklist like you have different regions and you have like all these things to do within those regions so it's not like a skyrim open world where it's like a sandbox and you kind of do whatever the fuck you want there was structure to it but the gameplay is unbelievably fluid like i know the cliche is like i really feel like spider-man right i mean you do (laughs) you do like everything out of this once you get the hang of it yeah like the combat is some of the coolest combat i've ever seen because you can string together these outrageous combos and like spur of the moment things like all of a sudden l1 and r1 pop up so you can grab some environmental thing and slam it down on the person so if you do it quick enough all of a sudden now you do this awesome combo and like it really looks like what spider-man would be doing in a fight so huge credit to insomniac because they nailed it like you have a like with batman it's kind of easy because batman's more of like a methodical you know he's like lumbering he's very stealth Mm -hmm. he's very calculated in all the things that he's doing where spider-man peter parker he is much more like oh shit i gotta go do this thing he's like spur of the moment fly by the seat of his pants and they captured that from start to finish yuri lowenthal is an amazing peter parker like Oh, God. And then the ending. Oh, man. Teared up. Boy, did I tear up. <laughs> so, Spider-Man, I had to throw that on there. 
So the next one, I got two indies that I have to throw on there. First of which is Celeste. Oh, yeah. I love Celeste. Yeah, I saw that. Be- <laughs> it got me back into the platforming genre, but it also told an incredible story. And I, before that game, I really never looked at platformers as telling those types of stories. Because, like, you look at, like, um, Cuphead or Super Meat Boy, which are similar in the sense of Celeste that they're very challenging platformers. I don't think the story is anything to, like, write home about. Like, Cuphead's kind of entertaining. Super Meat Boy, the same thing. It's, like, this kind of weird humor. But Celeste was, like, telling a very grounded story and a very personal story that multiple people could relate to. So it wasn't targeting more so those folks who were looking for a challenging experience because they actually did give you a lot of accessibility options with uh, assist mode. So you could change it so that way you could kind of do extra double jumps and things like that. So I like that. It makes it so it opens the doors up to a a larger plethora of gamers. But uh, honestly, the story was just something that stuck with me. I love Madeline. I love her journey from the, the, the bottom of the mountain all the way to the top. And that last moment where you kind of get that little peaceful picture of her at the top of the mountain is really just something that I loved in gaming. So Celeste, I have to put on there. Also a notable soundtrack, too. Oh my god, Lena Rain. Yeah. She was so good. Yeah. Like, every single level had its own different type of soundtrack and had that chip y sound. So, like, every level had its own feel, and it was because of the music. And so, like, Lena Rain did a stunning job on yeah. that soundtrack. My next one was Journey. I've talked so much about Journey and almost like forgot that it came out in 2012. But Journey is what that was like. You kind of described Gone Home earlier Mm -hmm. as like you didn't know games could do that. That's what Journey was for me. Like I didn't know we could really get an experience like that from games or that it would be enjoyable to me. But the first time I played that game, I got sucked in and I was blown away at the social aspect of mm-hmm. it i loved how you were just being helped by strangers you couldn't see their name and then at the end it shows all the people who you came into contact with so like you could shoot them a message and be like hey thanks for the help uh like yeah every now and then i'll fire that back up and just kind of get lost for a little bit because the setting and like you like with, with uh celeste the soundtrack my goodness oh it's so peaceful there are those moments where like you're jumping down the hill and it like it just the sound just hits at the perfect time. I love Journey. Yep, that was one I got on um, PS Plus. I never played it until it came to that. And then yeah. I remember going down the big sand hill. I was like, I have. I was getting frustrated. I was like, I have no idea where what I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go. And then there was another one of me with a longer scarf. And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, and where'd you get that were, scarf? And then that <laughs> character, I thought it was an NPC. Like, I had no idea. And then I followed them, and then that and that person guided me through, and then yeah, um, went through, and then at the end of the game, yeah, when those credits rolled, I was like, oh my god, it's like those were other people. Like, yeah, it was so cool. It was honestly because uh, Alana Pierce tweeted it out with like when Death Stranding came out, how it's like that's the the first Social Strand game. She was like, Journey was the first Social Strand game. Yeah. It's like yeah, Journey was the fucking first Social Strand game. That's like true. that's exactly it. So I love Journey. I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't played it, go go play it. It's it's something that everybody should experience. So now I have a couple others. I got Horizon Zero Dawn. That game, man, like the the thing that blows me away with Horizon Zero Dawn is the fact that Gorilla went from making Killzone, mm-hmm. this yeah. generic first person yeah. shooter, and then they're like, here, a brand new IP with a cool open world, an amazing protagonist. And here's this awesome story where it's a post-apocalyptic world, but it's also kind of prehistoric and you're fighting dinosaur robots. I was like, yeah, yeah. sign me up. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it's post-apocalyptic, but it's also futuristic, but it's also kind of like with dinosaurs. It's, uh, it's, 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 but you're it's, also playing cavemen people. It's like, and you have a bow and arrow that shoots lasers. Like, the first time they showed it at E3, it was like not too long after season four, like season three or four of Game of Thrones. So Egret was naturally very popular. And so I see this redheaded with a bow and arrow. And I'm like, hey, what the hell is this game? But then I see that it's Gorilla Games too. And I was like intrigued right away because the way that like she was running around and just grabbing things without having to stop. And like, you know how in every other game, if you wanted to grab like a plant, you'd stop and like kneel down and like grab it and put it in your satchel. And this, you're just running and grabbing it. I'm like, this is so fluid. Like, this is incredible. 
And similar to Spider-Man, the combat in this, 25 hours into the game, you're doing things that you never fathomed you could do five hours into the game, you know? So it gave you that variety. It gave you reasons to keep going back and enhancing your skill tree and trying different things. And so it adds that replayability. But then the same thing, like we talked about with DLCs, it had the Frozen Wilds DLC. And that was an amazing DLC because it was more of the same, but it was a, an add-on to the story. And as soon as you fought like the first new enemy, you were already like, man, I was maxed out fifth, level 50. I had all my stats ranked up and this thing gave me a run for my money. And that told you, it was like, this DLC is legit. Like <laughs> they want you to rank up and they want you to experience it. And I, I still never forget because that was the first time that you really got like a lot of snowfall in that game. And when she was walking in the snow, the way the snow would like crunch in around her feet, it, it just looks so stunning. So Horizon Zero Dawn, I think it got snubbed in 2017 because of all the love of Breath of the Wild. Like, I think they should have spread out the awards a little bit better because Horizon Zero Dawn definitely deserves some. So now I think I have three left. Yeah, I got three left. Red Dead Redemption 2. Red that. Dead Redemption 2, building off of the original... Obviously, all my things that I said about the original stand true. I think Arthur Morgan is a great protagonist. I was worried because I was skeptical because I'm like, how am I going to be impressed after I love John Marston? John Marston's one of my favorite protagonists of all time. And so you're going to take him away and make me play as this Arthur. But Arthur's fucking great. I know. I love Arthur. <laughs> and and not and also watching the Arthur interact, watching Dutch from the very beginning of the game to the very end of the game and then comparing oh, so that good. to the Dutch in the first game it's like I Dutch Vanderlyn is an incredible antagonist he oh yeah he is watching him manipulate and I mean that game is so good Arthur Morgan's story I think um when those reviews first hit I think I was listening to the kind of funny yeah it was the kind of funny like him and greg and jared and greg was like yeah. i just don't arthur morgan's a piece of shit and i was like what and i played <laughs> whoa through, and i played through the game and i was like he is a piece of shit but he's but he changed he's like not though you yeah, know <laughs> he's not he changes and you and you get to experience that with him and it's so there are very few games i think that make you role play and like straight up role play like i was going and uh trimming my beard getting a haircut taking a bath <laughs> oh, yeah. like i was straight up role playing arthur like that's how close i felt to that game like that was it was true oh sure i think that was my game of the year 2018 it came out something oh so no god it came out the same year as god of yeah, War. yeah yeah it came out the same yeah. year god of war which is it was which my was second tough. but like honestly yeah. Yeah, it, it, you could go either way with those it, because, like, yeah, I love Arthur Morgan because, like you said, you're you're going through that growth period because he is realizing that this way of life doesn't fucking jive anymore, and he's he's acknowledging that fact, but then the rest of them can't, and like that's why I think Dutch is such a fascinating character, and that's why I love Red Dead Two is because you get so much more time with him, and Red Dead One you only see him at like the end. Yeah. So Red Dead hmm. 2, you're literally right. there from start to finish, yep. like living this life with Dutch. Yep. And you get to see you're into his mind. kind of watching his descent into madness. Plan. Yeah. It's one yeah. more. One more. Just one yeah, more. Yeah, one more job. Yeah. Oh, man. It was it was oh, so well it, done. And then I, I'll never thinking forget. about it. Yeah. Because there's that moment where you're riding in and they're playing the, the song, like the, the main yeah. song with it, where it's just like... I forget the name of it. I have the soundtrack on vinyl because, like, when it came out on vinyl, I was like, I yeah. need to get this. So, yeah, Red Dead 2, phenomenal. It's one of the better open world games I played because, like, it's one of those things where you could just stumble upon things. Mm -hmm. Like, there is there is a set path, of course, but there's plenty of options where you can just go off the beaten path and all of a sudden stumble upon some weird person in the woods <laughs> and you yeah. find a mission. <laughs> so I love that. On weird people in the woods. Yeah, sometimes you do. And so now my next one, this might be met with some controversy, but I have to give a shout out to Death Stranding. Like this game is fucking crazy. Wow. It's so unique of the decade. And also it's oh, so great. Of the decade. Oh, outside, they're banging down the doors. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out the Kojima haters. They're they're in full force, but I, I cuz I do have to give them credit. It is a very different concept, and it's not for everybody, for sure, but 
it's it's one of the more unique experiences I've ever had, and I was stunned with how much I really enjoyed the gameplay loop. Like, I looking at it, I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, you deliver packages. Like, how much fun could that possibly be? But that was actually the fun part of the game. Like, doing that and building things up, that was all really cool. There is a part in the middle that becomes a little bit of a slog, and that's because they actually take you away from the things that are fun and kind of force you to, like, do the story. <laughs> This, like, that's the thing is, like, there are really entertaining parts of the story. It just goes on too long. Yeah. It's like, Kojima, just wrap wrap it up, buddy. Wrap it up. So, Never. I do think, though, it's <laughs> it's one of the more unique games I've ever played. And, like, the, the multiplayer aspect of it, it really is, like, the full vision of what Journey was probably trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, this is, like, mm-hmm. now it's like, all right, I see what you're doing, Journey. You can help each other out. But here... You guys can build roads for each other. You can leave cars for each other. You can build ladders and, and, you know, climbing anchors. And you can build hideouts that anybody can use. So, like, that that shit was all really cool to me. And my last one, this is definitely my game of the decade without question. It's God of War. God of War was fucking incredible. Corey Barlog, Sony Santa Monica, that whole team, they reinvented a well-known character who has a very strong reputation and they turned him into a completely different character, one that you could finally sympathize with because you couldn't do that for the first four or five or six games. I guess we're counting the PSP games, but like you couldn't do that for any of the old ones. And this one, finally, you're like, all right, I can actually put myself in Kratos' shoes for certain areas of this. And like Atreus, at first, I was like, how good is this kid character sidekick going to be? Like that, uh, that doesn't always work. And I remember before it came out, I had said, if this character is treated kind of like Ellie was in The Last of Us, then I'm all for it. And sure enough, Atreus was phenomenal. Like, by the end of that game, I couldn't picture playing a God of War game without Atreus by my side. So that goes to show, like, how well that story was told. The way they don't cut the camera from cutscene to gameplay. Yeah, insane. Yeah. Like, it's just a masterpiece. I couldn't believe the production that went into that. And the story is remarkable. And then spoilers for the end. I'm going to spoil it. So if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead like a minute. That ending, when you go back and you get the knock on the door and the lightning comes and you've been wondering this whole game. You're like, I keep hearing about Zeus and Thor, but when am I going to see him? (laughs) And then there's fucking Thor just at Kratos' door. And you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> no, that's insane that that's how they end. Yeah. It's so but, great. But you always knew there and was going to be more like... when you go go to the map and there's oh, areas in the map so you can't good. go to. And I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, oh. You're like, I can see Asgard. Why can't I yeah. go there? And you're, and this is why, because Corey Barlog's like, yeah, we're going to do a yeah. sequel, you How can dumb you not? shits. I, mean, I remember bringing the ashes up the mountain and just like tears, constant stream of yeah. tears because it was so, I mean, that game was really, that uh, game was like perfect. Perfect. That's, that's the way I described it is because other than that one, The Last of Us is how I look at a game that I describe as perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like The Last of Us and God of War, gameplay, story, characters, all those things tie together to make this perfect experience for me. And obviously that's going to be subjective, but but it's also a technical Those are the two games I was like looking at. Those no load oh, screens yes. is I I have yet to see anything that transitions like that that I mean you it's like you're playing a mo- a movie and then yeah. um the the callback of the axe and then I'm going to drop another spoiler, so I guess go forward a minute from here. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. When you go back and get your chains of Olympus, and he puts them, and he starts putting them on, oh. and I was like, no way. And he pulls them, and you start playing with those. I mean, holy shit. And then going back and forth between Leviathan and the chains of Olympus, I mean, it was just That last nothing, fight? Like, I, incredible. The first big That last fight. fight against Baldur. Where you have to switch between them rapidly. Yes. Oh my god, that was so yeah, cool. So good. And because I remember when I was first playing it, I was like, how come the left directional button doesn't do anything? I was like, that's the only button on this whole <laughs> controller that doesn't do anything. And then you get to that part, I'm like, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there for the chains. Because yep. <laughs> when I got there, my mouth, like, I just, my jaw dropped and I was like, 
and then he finally pulled him out and i was like let's go yep awesome yeah god of war i i I can't speak highly enough about that but all right so we've gone way too long so (laughs) instead of doing a collective top 10 because that could probably take another hour and a half (laughs) what we're gonna do is we're gonna pose it out to all you lovely listeners give us a call 347-509-5620 let us know which of our top tens you like the best <laughs> and that's how we'll figure out the true top tens so give us a call or, or our, our nebulous we'll do games. we'll do it in a an objective list from the listeners but seriously give us a call if you have any suggestions maybe some things that we didn't cover as i'm sure we missed some things that you're probably thinking of so give us a call we'd love to hear from you but before we wrap up matt maria it's been an absolute blast for the first episode of the decade thank you both for joining us maria we'll have to have you on more if you care to join to. us in the future because this time. was a blast so if you've enjoyed this go follow us on social media at plus one player on twitter and instagram go listen to us on whatever podcast service of your choice make sure when you do though give us a like give us a subscription throw us a review it goes a long way we appreciate the support but it's time to wind down episode 109 the first episode of 2020 we hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon.